0: are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 28th. Wednesday edition. It's a draft Wednesday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Welcome back to Lockdown Blazers. I'm your host, Eric garcia Gunderson, editor and writer at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and your host here of Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. As I mentioned, it's a draft Wednesday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Very exciting. And the Blazers had a game last night and once again, they came out victorious. Also, there was some bad news for the Blazers that came out immediately following the game, which we'll talk about after the game regarding Mo Harkless. But the Blazers get a huge victory to continue their two game their three game road trip excuse me with two wins against teams that are probably going to make the playoffs the teams that are directly behind them in the standings on the road portland handles them both with a 107-103 win over the pelicans last night in new orleans portland started off really poorly new orleans jumped out to a you know pretty big lead they but you know it was still pretty close uh Regardless, you know, it never got above 11 points. And so Portland kind of stayed in it, stayed in it. They, you know, it was kind of an ugly game for them. They didn't really shoot that great as a team. They shot barely 42%, barely 31% from three. But Damian Lillard doing it again after a rough game in Oklahoma City, after, you know, a couple tough games, frankly. And I think, I think the baby weighing on his mind a little bit. And, He came up huge uh, late in this one. I mean, Damian Lillard has just been so, so special to watch in the second half of this season. And he did it again, going toe-to-toe with Anthony Davis. Dame had 28 of his 41 in the second half of this one. And he bests Anthony Davis, who had... A monster game of 36 points, 14 boards, and 6 blocks. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, it feels like the Damien-Anthony Davis rookie of the year debate from 6 years ago is still raging. Because both of them kept going at it. And that's a that was a pretty fun game to watch. You had Dame going back and forth. Then you know, Evan Turner hits a big shot. Anthony Davis... Was, was pretty unstoppable, but Aminu did, you know, pretty decent job on him, and so did uh, Nurk at times, and it was a really thrilling victory on the road, and then immediately after the game, we learned that Dame flew back to Portland last night, because Damian Jr. is on the way, uh, so congratulations to the Lillard family for uh, whenever, I, we don't know yet if the baby has been born for sure but he's, Dame is not going to play tonight when the Blazers face the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis but Dame with a huge game right before his son comes out and I, I gotta say there's something about that Lillard time thing that it, it, it's hereditary, I mean he the timing of, of the baby to come out after not only that, not only his father has a huge game, but after his father has a huge game on the road against a team that is trying to catch them in the standings, was uh, that 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 is that is as Lillard time as it gets. Yesterday or today, now that the baby's on the way, Dame hopped in a private jet and flew back to Portland. He won't be with the team when they're in Memphis tonight. Congratulations once again, but we're gonna talk about this Pelicans game first I mentioned Dame having the 41 points 28 in the second half he had two free throws so almost all of his work came from the floor which is pretty amazing uh that's it's pretty hard to do to get 41 points and only go to the free throw line two times uh that that is a very hard thing to do but Dame did it yesterday in a in a big way Evan Turner Hit a huge three. He got the start, and he's going to continue to get the start uh, with the Harkless the news. And he had 14 points and six rebounds in the win, including that big, big shot. As I mentioned, Dame found him at the top of the key for a wide-open three that he knocked down. And then Al Farouk who played solid defense throughout the game, he had 10 points and 10 boards. And, and Yusuf Nurkic, once again, continuing to make himself some money in this month of March he had 21 points, 10 rebounds and 4 blocks in the victory Nurk with some big second chance points in this one. He he was just a beast on the inside and he's been a beast really for the last couple of weeks and it, it's really been something to behold. This is more like the Nurkic that we saw uh for the last 20 games of last season and this is also more in line with his career numbers. I mean, his 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 numbers, or at least from last year, uh, he, he's really bouncing back with with his efficiency around the basket. He he's finishing those post up plays. He's finishing those second chances, and that's huge. Uh, Nurk was. Not really doing a great job of finishing down there, and you know, he now he's on his way to having you know a career season uh, because he's of the playing time, because of the role. And as I mentioned, this March ha- has been incredible 13 games in the month of March for Yusuf Nurkic, averaging 15 points, 10 rebounds, and 1.6 blocks per game. Also, uh, almost two assists. He's had a little bit of trouble with turnovers, but shooting 57% from the field in the month of March. And he's really just continued since a rough December, has just worked his way up with his stats. And And credit to him, his post-All-Star numbers have been excellent. And, and a lot of credit to Nurkic for stepping up because I think for a while, people were saying, ah, you know, I don't know about this. Should they trade him? I don't, I don't know if they want to pay him that money. And I don't even know what kind of money Nurkic is going to be able to command, but I will say that he has helped himself with however much money he's going to get over this month during this stretch where the Blazers have basically solidified their hold on the third seed. CJ had a tough night last night, but that's expected after he carried the team basically in Oklahoma City. And Portland now has a a two-and-a-half game lead for the third seed in the West with eight games to go after that big win in New Orleans. And they'll add to it if they get a win tonight against Memphis down in Memphis. So uh, the Blazers have that kind of a vice grip on the third seed now with with eight games to go. Uh, Their magic number is, I think, down to two. So if they get some losses from the Clippers and the Nuggets, who are currently on the outside of the playoff picture, looking in, that will further help their playoff seeding, their chances, and also, you know, it'll be nice to to be able to lock it in, uh, to lock in that playoff seed, that playoff spot. But obviously, they they have their sights set on the third seed, and that's still going to take a little bit, a little while to lock up. But, uh, you know, not. It's not out of the question they could lock it up maybe next week uh, if they build up enough of a lead because they not only do they have a two and a half game lead over Oklahoma City, they have a season series on them. Uh, so that is is big uh, for, for the Blazers as they try and finish up the season and lock up this third seed. If the playoffs started right now, Portland would face San Antonio in the first round, which, as we've mentioned here on this podcast, would be uh, it would be a very vicious series. Uh, there would be lots of things said that I don't think people can take back, and uh, I think it would be very, very, very intense uh, of a series if if that was what the matchup was uh Portland San Antonio LaMarcus coming back would be quite something uh however we don't even know if 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 the Spurs make the playoffs we're not even sure if LaMarcus is going to be there right now because LaMarcus left yesterday's loss to the Wizards with a bruised knee and we don't know the severity of that. We don't even know if it's re- if it's a, if it's a bruise for sure. But uh, that's that's not good. That he his something is wrong with his knee. And if they don't have LA and they don't have Kawhi, uh, I I mean Portland's chances. I think Portland would be the favorite even with, with, with just no Kawhi. But no Kawhi and no Lamarcus would be. Uh, that would be a, a pretty great gift to the Blazers in the first round of the playoffs, but it remains to be seen whether the Spurs will actually end up there because there's a bunch of teams that are in that vicinity of the sixth seed that could get it. And I think if someone asked me right now, I think Oklahoma City's kind of locking in for that fourth seed. I think they'll hold on to it. Just they've been pretty solid since they got Corey Brewer. But I think if, if Portland holds, which I think they will, they're either going to face New Orleans, San Antonio, Utah, or Minnesota, uh, most likely. Minnesota is currently in eighth. They have a one-and-a-half game lead over the Clippers, who are in ninth. And then behind the Clippers are the Nuggets, who lost again last night to the Raptors and have unfortunately hit another rough march for them uh, just just you know that's 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 the West for you but Portland with eight games to go has a two and a half game lead for the third seed in the Western Conference they continue to separate themselves from the the kind of morass uh, in the Western Conference standings between Golden State and the rest of the pack So Portland separating themselves a little bit and and I think we can start planning for a, a first round series here in Portland because uh, this is a really solid team and I don't I don't have we'll talk about the Memphis game in a little bit but I don't have uh, you know even without Dame I think Portland should be able to handle Memphis but we're going to talk about something that impacts the Blazers or at least likely will impact them in the future not just tonight but in the playoffs with the news about Mo Harkless but before we get to that It's Draft Wednesday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So join us today on the Draft app. It's the best fantasy sports app out there, especially for daily fantasy sports. It's super fun. It's super easy. You have a five-person lineup. You pick your five guys. And you do it in a five-person draft, so you know, you, or not a five-person draft. You do you're doing it for five players, but the drafts only take five minutes, and it, it's really solid. It's really fun, and it, it's super quick and easy. And if you have something going on during the time of your draft, you can also set your pre-draft rankings so that the the auto pick picks the guys that you want on your team, and you just pick the best five guys. It's not about cost. It's not about your budget, there's none of that. It's it's just pick the guys that you want on your team in a snake draft style. It's super fun, super easy, and it's a great way to, to make a little extra cash. But the best thing about the Draft app is that all my listeners get a free entry when they sign up for Draft. So go to the app store on your phone, type in Draft, download the app, and when you sign up, use promo code L-O-N-B-A. That's promo code L-O-N-B-A. And you will get a free entry when you sign up to play draft. So play draft with us. It's Draft Wednesday. So, Mo Harkless. Uh, some tough news on the Harkless front coming last night for the Portland Trail Blazers. Immediately after the win, I called it a third seed news dump by the Blazers. And Harkless will apparently have arthroscopic surgery on his knee to remove a loose body, which that doesn't sound good. And he told reporters in New Orleans that the recovery could be anywhere from 10 days to four to six weeks. So quite the time frame for the Blazers between now and the postseason to to think about. And we won't know until after the surgery how long it's going to take for Harkless to come back, the surgery is scheduled for Wednesday today. So, what uh, we will know more by the next episode of this podcast what the deal is with Harkless, when he will be able to come back. But nonetheless, that that really hurts the Trailblazers. Less so because I, you know, I, I've kind of I've warmed up to what Evan Turner can bring to the table, and I think against a lot of teams, he's really useful. What they lose in Harkless is another really good option and probably their best option uh, in terms of the switchability, the versatility. He can shoot the three. He has shot the three very well this season. He's also been pretty competent. Taking advantage of closeouts when guys close out on him. He, he's even found a little bit of a mid range flow. And it's a bummer for him because he was playing the best basketball of his career before this injury. And, you know, you also, also worry anytime it's a surgery, even if it's, you know, minimally invasive, which is, you know, they're still cutting you, they're still cutting a hole in you somehow, even if it's minimally invasive. So, uh, you know, it doesn't sound great. And it's a big loss to the Blazers because Harkless has been so good. And I went back and watched the film of the Oklahoma City game from Sunday. And I was really impressed with the job that Aminu and Harkless together did on Paul George because, you know, Westbrook's going to get his. Westbrook's going to do what he does. But I thought. Portland did an excellent job with their length, the switchability on Paul George, whether it was an off-ball screen, whether it was a pick-and-roll. If those two guys were in the vicinity, George was not having an easy time. I think George was 4 of 15 in the game, and that's the type of versatility that Harkless can give you, and Turner is a pretty good defender in his own right, but Harkless is just a little bit bigger, a little bit springier, and and has also shot the three better this year. So, uh, rough, rough news for the Trailblazers regarding Mo Harkless. Tough for their versatility, tough for their length, uh, and he's also really added to his game this year. He and Aminu both have really improved this season, and it's you know it, it just sucks that that Harkless is not going to be able to finish the season. But we don't know how long he's going to be out. If he's going to be out for the postseason, uh, or at least the first round, that means that obviously Evan Turner, they're going to depend on him more. But I think they're definitely going to depend more on uh Shabazz Napier I think if they face say New Orleans in the playoffs I think that's a team that that could work against I think maybe even San Antonio that's something that that can work against those small guard lineups because I think Portland's going to need that to get the extra shooting out there so there's going to be more Shabazz there's going to be maybe a little bit more Pat Connaughton but I definitely think there's going to be more Shabazz and more Turner so uh Portland's going to have to play a little bit smaller. Uh, that hasn't hurt them too much this season. They've still been one of the best defensive teams in the league, but they're just going to need more from those guys. And, uh, I mean, it's it, it sucks to not have Harkless. It, it gives them fewer good options in the playoffs. One thing that I think has, you know, worked out in Portland's favor, I guess, is that Harkless wasn't in the rotation for a lot of the season and Portland had a lot of experience or a lot, at least a lot of the guys on the bench that are going to have to play more have had a ton of experience playing and Portland has played okay without Harkless. They weren't as good, obviously, uh, early in the season as they have been lately, but uh, that is still uh, a big loss for them. But I think it doesn't ultimately... I think it, it minimally affects their ceiling. Obviously, I think their ceiling's a little bit is, is higher with, with Harkless. He takes them to, to another level. But, uh, you know, Damon – at least in the first round, Damon and CJ are still going to be the guys. And I think what Nurk is doing right now shows that Nurk also needs to be on that level. And uh, I think Portland can still do it. They still have two stars. And I think no matter what matchup they get in the first round, even if they don't have Harkless, they still should be favored. So – uh it sucks it it hurts but you know hopefully for them it's not too long and they do have some other guys that have stepped up in spots throughout the season that i think can step up again like shabazz napier like turner and i think even turner is more important in the playoffs than he is in the regular season because uh teams will really try and key in on damon cj and Turner can kind of open things up for them by by taking the ball out of their hands and letting them work off the ball. So uh, rough news still regardless, though, uh, regarding Mo Harkless. We'll find out more about his timeline later today, at least we're expecting to. So we'll have an update after the Grizzlies game if there is one on the status of Mo Harkless moving forward and into the postseason. Uh, We're going to look ahead at tonight's game against the Grizzlies, and then we're going to wrap this one up. So Memphis sucks. Uh, that is breaking news to, to anyone who's followed the NBA this year. That's not exactly breaking news, but uh, they're really bad. Marcus is, is still pretty good, so that is a guy that you have to worry about. And they just beat Minnesota the other night at home. So uh, I think some of those guys on the Grizzlies who are kind of you know fringe G League guys. Guys, that you know, who knows, you know what what their guys, what those guys' future is in the NBA, and uh, at times like these, you know, guys like that really want to show out against a team like Portland, who has been rolling, who has a, a really solid grip on the third seed in the West, and. They will see it as an opportunity to prove to other NBA people that they belong in the league. So uh, you can never discount that even though the management for the Grizzlies is definitely wanting to lose on purpose. They, I think, are tied with the Suns for the worst record in the West. So it's in their best interest to lose. They want to get that number one pick. And I think the fact that they beat Minnesota makes it even more unlikely that uh, they get the win tonight. But... Uh, Without Dame, could be a little tricky, but uh, I think Shabazz, CJ, Nurk, I think those guys will will handle it pretty well. And obviously Turner's going to handle the ball more without Dame tonight, who is attending to the birth of his son. So uh, we'll see if the Blazers can win one for Dame Jr. tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll have another episode after Wednesday's game. So keep it locked on here. Tell your friends. And we'll be back with you after Wednesday's game in Memphis. And once again, congratulations to Damian Lillard on uh, the birth of Dame Jr.